Hello and welcome to the Sovereign Collective Podcast, where we bring you real raw truth for your self-empowerment. I'm your host, Sasha Calavota, and I believe that you can stand on your own two feet, but that you don't have to do it alone. I love learning from people who continually strive to raise the bar, to go against mainstream thinking, and who dare to question the general consensus. People are risking ridiculed or even risk the loss of their professional status as they bravely question the common narratives and challenge the rest of us to expand our minds and to reconsider what we think we already know. Join me in learning how to take control of your health and your mind so that you can have the energy to think more clearly and the confidence to step up and take responsibility for all aspects of your life. We promise to never censor here because I believe you are strong enough to hear the real raw truth to make up your own mind. If you like what you find here at the Sovereign Collective Podcast, then please share with your friends and family. And please also consider making a small donation on my Patreon page so that I can continue to bring you amazing content so that we can all create a better future. I so appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. It's Sasha Calavoti here with another episode of the Sovereign Collective Podcast. And I am with none other than David Avocado Wolf. Thank you, David Wolf, for being here today. Thank you, Sasha. Oh, I'm, I'm super excited. Okay, so many of you already know all about David. And if you don't, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. And this is just a little bit. He's been at this for a long time. So we're just gonna go over a little bit of a summary of what he's up to and what you can learn from David Avocado Wolf. So David Avocado Wolf is the rock star and Indiana Jones of the superfoods and longevity multiverse. He can be found on Facebook at David Avocado Wolf, where his posts and videos reach millions of people each week around the world with succinct, powerful, inspirational quotes, news, health information, and education. If you wanna empower yourself, if you wanna learn a few things that are gonna serve you for the rest of your life, then go check him out on Facebook and a whole bunch of other, other uh, social media platforms as well. Um, with over 26 years of dedicated experience and having hosted nearly 3,000 3, live health events, David has led the environmental charge for radiant health via positive mental attitude, eco-community building, living spring water, and the best ever, quality organic foods, wild foods, juices, and herbs. David Avocado Wolf is the visionary founder and president of the nonprofit, the Fruit Tree Planting Foundation Charity. That's at ftpf.org, and it'll be in the notes. With a mission to plant 18 billion, with a B, fruit, nut, and medicinal trees on earth. And where are you with that so far? We, we have had an incredible 2020 with the Fruit Tree Planting Foundation. Maybe our best year ever. Wow. We're on path to plant definitely over 60,000 trees this year, but we may even hit 80,000. Wow. Yeah, I've got to check awesome. in with them and see, yeah. see where they're at awesome. because they're every single week, they're doing two or three plantings. And whenever I can, I'm there to join them. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Okay, a few more things. David champions ideals of spending time in nature, growing one's own food, and making today the best day ever. He teaches that inspiration is found in love, travel, natural beauty, vibrant health, and peak performance. David is the lead educator and presenter of the Body Mind Institute, where he hosts his own course, and he is also the author of several books, including Chaga, King of the Medicinal Mushrooms, The Beauty Diet, Superfoods, Eating for Beauty, and more. So you can also find David on Telegram if you're on that platform, on his website, davidwolf.com. You can find him on Parler, MeWe, Facebook, Instagram, all those places. And you can also listen to him as a guest on numerous podcasts. And I really encourage you to go find some out there because you never know what avenue these interviews are going to go down and that might be something totally new and it's always fascinating so that's just a little bit about david avocado wolf so thanks again for being here Thank i'm you. so excited to get into this we're gonna we can get into so many different things but we're living in the craziest time ever i think you might call it the best day ever 
it's, it's, it's got us on the edge ever. of our seats. So oh, we, how could goodness. it be better? It's like, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Okay. These are the times with it, that uh, test souls, oh, but they, they're also the times that, that ennoble souls. And they're ah. the times that eat souls too. Oh, isn't that, and, and it's so true. Like so much is being revealed and people, like people that have been touting, you know, natural medicine and spiritual, all of a sudden they're running for cover and they're afraid of the boogeyman. And it's so surprising. It's so shocking. I would think, well, then this kind of disqualifies everything else you've ever said. If you don't believe, if, if it's, if it was true then, then it's still true. Right. Say, well, we, right? There's been infiltrators in our, in our scene for sure. Yeah. Uh, and they, they are, they're, they're bad actors, just as there are in politics or just as there are in pretty much every facet of corporations and bureaucracies. There's always bad actors in there. And, and we kind of know their playbook at this point, which we can get into. And uh, what, what I realized about 2020 when all this hit this year, I realized that this is just the best thing of all time because my whole life led to this moment. And other people in the field, other people that I've collaborated with, like Dr. Mercola, Dr. Northrup, we're, we all feel the same exact way. Mm. It's amazing, actually. Del Bigtree mm -hmm. um, over at the High Wire, Robert Kennedy Jr. We all feel exactly the same way. Like, this is it. This is what we, all the experiences of our lives have led to this moment and have prepared us, actually. So all the trolling that I got over the years on social media actually prepared me to be able to speak my truth and just completely blow past all of the trolling. Right. Like, I don't, great. You, you believe in that stuff? Get injected with our chemicals. Go for it. Right. Right. It's just, you know, it, there's no, it's so awesome actually what's happening right now because it's all being revealed and all those things that we said for all those years, all right there it is in front of us is all true. And so now mm -hmm. everyone's looking back and going, dude, what was, what, what's your take on this now? <laughs> the people, the people who used to troll me are actually turned completely around. It's mm -hmm. fascinating because if you believe the narratives up to this point, at this point, you're, you're, you're either you're on that razor's edge of jumping off or you're going to go completely get, your soul's going to get consumed yeah. because they're, they're going to get you hundred percent. They're going to get you with their injections. They're going to get you with their lockdowns. They're going to get you with their mask. They're going to get you basically the way they did the Spanish flu, which is they injected the Spanish flu into everybody and then put masks on them and for the kill switch. That's what they did before. They injected people. Yes. Yeah, so the, the Spanish flu is, so all history is that we're now learning is basically all it's corrupt. Like everything else is the news has always been fake. It's never, there was never any real news. It was always fake. So when you start looking back, you start going, what actually was the Spanish flu? Well, it turned out that all those people coming back from the war were injected. I don't call it a vaccine because there's nothing to do with any vaccine right. of any sort. It's they right. were injected with a cocktail of chemicals and a cocktail of scientism experiments, not science experiments. No, we'll talk about scientism. scientism. We need to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And it appears that that they basically developed immune system problems as people do when they get injected by scientism quacks. And then the mask was put on for the kill because that's going to create it's basically a face diaper. So what's happening is you keep breathing in your own bacteria. And as Dr. Fauci, the sinister Dr. Fauci himself <laughs> wrote in 2008 in one of his own papers that it was bacterial pneumonia that was the primary right. cause of death during the Spanish flu. Right, 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 right. And he doesn't refer in somebody, somebody thought that that was a case for masks, which I truly believe it is, but I don't think in that paper they referred to the masks in there though, right? They do refer to the bacterial pneumonia, but- Yes, no, I think he does refer to the masks, does the mask he? wearing. I don't think he did, I went well, and found it, okay. 
It could be, it you could be right. Be. I'd have to go back and look at that, but it's right. the mask wearing is basically, they've done that. See, there's evil always does the same things. They're not creative. That's how you determine what evil is. There's never anything new being created. It's the same old schemes that they run over and over again. And what we're in right now is another Spanish flu scheme where they run their propaganda. You got to get this injection. People get injected and then they get injected with the thing that they were supposed to be protected from. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. And then they put, they put the mask wearing on for the kill. Right. So, okay. So in a nutshell, what do you see? What's going on right now? What? Well, we're starting to, well, what's happening right now is we're, my influence and what the message I've been putting out there is starting to matriculate up higher and higher into the, into the bureaucracies, corporations, and systems of North America and the world in the sense of like a good friend of mine was in the white house on Sunday and he knows who I am. He knows exactly what I stand for. And he knows my whole spiel. And he okay. was in there with them on Sunday. So they're starting to get the picture of what this really is, right? So, so which, what, 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 what kind of a player is this guy? He's, good. He's, he knows I, and he's in there. And he's in there. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That's a good sign. Very good sign. That's the best sign ever actually oh. is what that means. Oh, okay. It's because, because the intel of the Anons, right. people like me out there, is actually much more sophisticated than the intel that's going up to the president or that's going to actors in the Pentagon, or they're they're so far up in the bureaucracy, their intel is terrible, actually, mm. right? We're able to clear away all the BS and get right to the point, right? That's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is one of these types of people. He's a, just an amazing guy in that way because his influence is so strong, but he's clearing away. He knows exactly what this is. Del Bigtree knows what this is. Mm -hmm. I know what this is. Dr. Mm -hmm. Northrup knows what this is. Mm -hmm. Dr. McCullough, we all know exactly what this is. And we all know what kind of scam the injections are. We've known that all along. We've been trying, I've been blowing the whistle on that for over 25 years. Right. And so this, what we're getting to now is it start now is our moment. This is the best moment ever. It really is. Because now that message is finally getting to people who have influence in the government who have influence at the corporate level of corporate America and corporate Canada, they're starting to go, what the hell is this? Mm -hmm. And what this is, by the way, is a textbook communist takeover. This is a textbook communist takeover mm -hmm. is what's going on. And the reason why we're heading towards communism is because the, it's, it, I would just say this, like in the dynamics of politics on the right wing side, you generally have a, a kind of a trigger switch when it goes too far. People know when it goes too far, but the, the right generally, the conservative kind of people generally know when it's become too authoritarian, it's become too, you know, like regimented, disciplined, too intense, but the left side immediately tries to get rid of all boundaries. Hmm. They're opposing boundaries. Now that, that has serves a, a, a good function over time. But eventually it goes flying off the deep end because what will happen is, is if there's no boundary imposed, Mother Nature responds and imposes a very intense boundary called mm. a tyrant. Uh, right. <laughs> and so where that leads to is, the, is communism right. and, and tyranny. And, we, and so everybody, I've been saying this for years, you know, you're a quack, you're, you're a right winger, whatever that means. Yeah. It's just, it's so stupid. It's so silly, actually. Yeah. What, you know, and then now people are going, uh-oh, because they're one step away from having all their freedoms taken. So now I'm going like, see what I mean? You see what I'm saying here? I just, unfortunately, I don't see the masses. Like I know more waking up here and there, but I tell you, when I just go outside, I'm not seeing it. It's like, it's amazing how, yeah, people are waking up, but I don't know. There are not as many as I would have thought by now. 
I, I, what's I different in Canada than America? Well, and yeah, because okay, in, in so Canada, still people. Well, the main difference is people still believe the media here. They actually think that the news is something important or something to pay attention to, or that their their crime minister actually has something important to say or is doing something that's good for them, or or they actually believe it. Right. But Americans don't believe it. Right. And the reason I think why that is, is because America has more, I think, people in rural areas. Mm. America's a bigger country, has more people in rural areas. Generally, rural people don't fall for this stuff as easily. If we look at kind of the breakdown of where people fall for the nonsense and the kind of the silliness of the whole thing, mm -hmm. like, you know, the idea that a mask is going to protect you from a virus, which is like a chain link fence, fence yeah. protecting you from a mosquito, it's just not going to do anything to you. Right. Um, that's really centered in cities where people believe that. So like the city of Los Angeles, everybody's running around with gloves and masks on. Like, oh my God, we're going to die. You know, this is the end of the world. And it's just 100% media programming. It's a right. total program. Whereas you go out to like, say, Northern California in the country, people are getting, they're buying guns and they're ready for, you know, World War III mm -hmm. um, because they know it's a lie. They know it's a scam. Right. And so we're, we're seeing actually the entire thing is going to bifurcate from the rural to the urban. Do you think it's going to get ugly and violent before it gets better? Well, th this is a pimple pop of a deep, deep amount of evil that's been going on for a very long time that people didn't want to look at. They thought it was a conspiracy theory. They thought it was something that was just, you know, gobbledygook. And it, so those people are going to get a really, really tough lesson. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting a really, really great lesson, which is I'm on track. That's so that's the real lesson I'm getting. It's like, whoa, but turn the I turned the juice on this year so hardcore. It's been an amazing year. As you know, you know, you see my feeds. I'm in all my social media feeds every day, all day long, <laughs> yeah. right? In between work. So I'm doing some other thing. Okay, I've got to fix this contract. While I'm doing that, I'm like, oh, I'll fire this out on social media over here. I like yeah. throw that out. Okay, get yeah. back to this. Because this has very strongly corroborated the way I was educated all my life by my teachers mm -hmm. it's proven to be correct and so i'm like oh i'm on track so i am no longer like trolls you get, take the injections bye yeah. and by the way i'm not protecting them anymore no way I, i'm not going to protect them no way you want to get those injections get those injections right yeah. away well this is you, where self-responsibility comes in right it's like yeah. you make that choice you're you in with that choice yeah exactly mm -hmm. so i have compassion for people who are open but the soulless i have no compassion for them let them kill themselves mm -hmm. So this injection, let's talk about this vaccine, which is not a vaccine. I think we know that. So we've got nanobots in there. We've got tracking in there. We've got- By their own MNR, mRNA, right? All these things. So, so some people like to say, well, the body can transmute anything. The body can, I can detox it out. I can chelate it out. I can overcome through higher consciousness. I have a hard time believing that when I when I hear what they're going to do with that vaccine with in terms of the nanobots and the genetic manipulation and everything, is that possible? Like, do you think there's any coming back from that injection? No, no. Once you've been injected with that stuff, you're done for. You're in, you're going to be in serious trouble. Like I was just on a podcast earlier today with a gal who got an immunization injection, mm -hmm. whatever was in there. She came down with Lyme's disease. She was three years sick. She's still not recovered. I mean, right immediately after. Now, I don't know what I need to do to tell everyone out there like to wake up, 
but you better wake up quick. Mm -hmm. You better wake up quick. And if they come at you with that injection, you better fight for your life because that's what's at stake. If they come at your kids with that injection, you better fight for your life. You better fight for that child's life right away. And that's what I've been saying all along. I've been saying that for years. Robert Kennedy Jr., he's been saying it for years. Del Big Tree, he's been saying it for years. We've all been saying it for years. And, uh, and now, now it's at a crisis level. Now people say, well, like, does Trump know? He doesn't know. He does not know. You don't think so? No, no. He does on this, on this issue, on the fight, yeah. the danger of the Pfizer vaccine yeah. and the Moderna vaccine. No, I thought he would. I wasn't no. sure. I don't know about Trump. So, okay. So how much does this depend on Trump? Does it matter? Like if Biden, like, obviously the ones who get it want Trump to get in. So first of all, because he went and had a vaccine talk before he was right in the beginning. I don't know, it was right before he became president or it was right after or whatever, but then that got turned off. Obviously he got talked off of that path. So two questions here. First of all, you don't think he knows. Interesting. No. Okay. Cause I just don't know. I, I thought I was hoping he'd be more aware. And second of all, how much does everybody else depend on Trump getting in? Okay, well, I, I, let me just say this. The astrology strongly indicates that Biden is not getting in. Okay. There's no way he's getting in. Um, it, it, there is so, I mean, I've been through, I don't care if it's, let's say Biden was a great guy and he won, you know, the fairer vote and all that. Great. Okay, cool. Um, but he's not a good guy. No. He's a very treasonous actor. He, he's probably positioned there. I mean, he is positioned there by the voter fraud on purpose. And when I say voter fraud, I'm talking about the, the um, preliminary voter fraud that came from the Democratic primaries, you know, where he beat out Bernie Sanders, which he probably didn't. Mm, it was probably okay. Dominion voter fraud and the other digital right. voter fraud that did that. And it looks like that. And we have evidence of that. So they positioned him there on purpose. So what's going on with the Democrat Party is it's completely deep state controlled. Absolutely. 100 percent. The Republican Party is, too, but not as badly because they, there's actually free actors in the Republican party. Um, like Trump, he's a relatively free actor as compared to say like a Mitch McConnell who's just totally in with China or a governor Kemp who's totally in with China. They're totally sold out to the maximum. Right. I mean, there's many people in the Republican party who are sold out. Many people in the Democratic party who are, and there's some people in the Democrat party who are not sold out. Right. Um, but it's, it's a bigger problem with the Democrat party because in that party, there's no, there's no boundary. So it goes right to socialism, right to communism. What they did is they basically positioned Biden in there with Kamala Harris going to be the running mate because they really want Harris in there. Right. He's so, he's so, basically they're like, we'll just push through the voter fraud. We'll just push him through and then he'll get eaten alive by the scandals. He's too old anyway. And then boom, we'll have Harris in there. That was their plan all along. That's the plan that we've been calling all year. That's the way I called it all the way back at the beginning. Right. Um, that's what they want. It's real clear. Now with Trump, it, he what he's dealing with is he's dealing with a spineless Supreme Court. He's dealing with a real serious problem within the Republican Party, but he's got the military on his side and he's got the American people on his side. Mm -hmm. and, the, and, it, the, and there's no way he's going out. Sorry to, you know, sorry to tell you, I don't know where you stand. I, you know, who knows where people stand on this because there's so much Trump derangement syndrome. There's so much lies and there's just so much. Yes. The media is absolutely broken and it's gonna it's going to be parsed up and sold off you know the, like at&t is going to sell off cnn they're gonna the media they don't get enough ratings to actually survive so the whole reason it's even there is for propaganda that's there's no other reason for it being there there's, it doesn't make money okay. so big big holders of assets that are basically deep state assets are just using it as a propaganda machine 
and we see that because there's oh, nothing 100%. it's there's no news right is, no you know, of course it's just not. everybody's just telling the same thing constantly it's just, constantly it's even word for word it is that's that, the thing is that i ask people like different countries are using the same taglines aren't you doesn't that raise some flags for you like, like everyone when is the whole world aligned in their message on the news and say the same little you know the same little jingles it's like they've got their jingles that they're yeah. repeating everything well the communist plan and their plot is always to take people of low iq and low eq and exploit them mm. and the, that's the i think it was lenin it's called them use useless eaters or useless idiots or what are useful idiots or whatever it was right. um so that goes all the way back to Lenin. That goes all the way back to the to the old, you know, the communist revolution, the Bolshevik revolution of Russia even goes back to what even happened in the French revolution and previous revolutions. They've been just trying to, once you have these huge, powerful oligarchs that have no allegiance to any state, they have no allegiance to any bureaucracy, they're their own entity, like a Bill Gates, right, mm -hmm. or a Klaus Blofeld Schwab. <laughs> I mean, this, this is right out of James Bond. You, you thought James Bond was fake? <laughs> this is straight out. Come on. There Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. I know. It's scary. It's actually scary. And now he's he's warning everybody about the great cyber attack, which is going to make make uh, COVID look like a, just a minor inconvenience in comparison. So They're going for their agenda 2030, which, which we've been telling you all along, just so you know. Um, they're going for it and they're going to go for it with everything they've got. And the only thing that's going to stop it is force. So you asked about, is it going to be like fighting in the streets? In some places it is going to be fighting in the streets because that's the only way these people will be stopped. Unfortunately, communism doesn't stop itself. Mm. Right. It's these tyrannical actors. They're, they're going to have to be forcefully stopped. So my prediction, what's going to happen is, is Trump's going to call in the military to stop it in America. Mm. And then that what will happen in America I don't know where it will go from there. We'll definitely go. The, there will definitely be a breakup because Biden is not going to be allowed in. Um, he's too corrupt, by the way, way too compromised to ever get a clearance with the U.S. military. The U.S. military will never give him a. He'll never oh. be commander in chief. That's impossible because he can't be cleared because he's, he's too compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. And uh, and so what will end up happening is he's not going to get in, and then Trump will stay in, and the U.S. military will be enacted and essentially i don't know where they're going to go from there are they going to nab these bad actors and pull them out of power because trump has the right to do that under the insurrection act he also has the right to march into facebook youtube google and twitter and take over or disassemble all of their their entire industries why isn't he well because i think he's waiting for the supreme court to weigh in because mm -hmm. there's still several cases in the supreme court right. we've got to get to a judgment on Dominion voter fraud, but it's all digital voter fraud. Dominion is just the right. big one right now. Yeah. But this, so the whole idea, what I've been learning and what my big revelation was starting a couple months ago is how deep and entrenched the digital voter fraud is. It's designed that way. So in the Western right. world, what, they were, what they've been doing all along is just developing a system so they could select who would be the next leader. And all along, essentially the people who lost the elections are installed as the winner. Think about what that means. All across, at every level, mayor races, uh, state legislatures, prime ministers of whole countries, all at every level, um, prime ministers to members of parliament. Mm -hmm. They're not the real winners. They were the losers and they got installed due to the voter fraud. 
and the voter fraud is digital. So yes, there was ballot stuffing with the presidential election. Yes, there was people driving fake ballots in from New York into Pennsylvania. Yes, there was dead people voting. Mm -hmm. Yes, children voted. Yes, illegal aliens voted. On and on and on. That all, all that happened. But that's not near. That's kind of a distraction, a surface thing. The deeper problem is the digital voter fraud. And so we know that the same systems, the Smartmatic Dominion systems, the Hammer Scorecard were basically developed in Venezuela and it was developed by communist money and has been used to position people into power who shouldn't be in power. Mm -hmm. And look what it did to Venezuela. Yes. Well, I got news for you that America will never be a communist country ever. It will never be a socialist country or a communist country. And part of Canada is going to go, you know what? We don't want to be a communist country either. And if you kind of know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. hint, hint, yeah. where that's going. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Alberta and Ontario, I think, are not going to go with it in the long term. You don't think term. Ontario? No. 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 Ontario is not going to. Because where, where it's going, we, we understand what the playbook is. The playbook we've been calling for years. Many, many, you know, very maligned patriots have been attacked over this forever, which is people like Alex Jones, who have been mm -hmm. pointing out that, you know why they're shipping your jobs off to China is so that the central banks of Europe, which run China, could weaponize China against you. Mm. That was the whole idea of Kissinger going over to China and Nixon going over to China back in the early 70s was to get that central bank installed for the European banker, banksters, right. the banksters. Right. And so now what we're going to do is we're going to bring that industry back over here. So this whole thing like, oh, we're on the left. We're, we're, you know, we're going to protect you. We're protecting the environment and protecting the Canadian worker. What they really did is they put so much regulation on the Canadian industries that they went out of business and the job was shipped over to China where there are no environmental regulations. Mm. The entire environmental movement is totally compromised in this way. Right? Like, oh, no, no, Joe Biden and the new Green Deal, it's going to be great. It's like, dude, did you even look? I mean, is it, do we have to really, like, what? Huh? Yeah. It's yeah. like he exported your job to Ukraine. He exported your energy job to China. And he got a cut of it, too. And they don't have any environmental regulations over there. Like, dude, wake up. Like, snap out of it. Yeah. Okay, so we're in this crazy world. What what are some what are some things that people can do? What are some solutions? Where should they be focusing their time, their energy? I mean, everybody has different roles to play, but I think for me, what really became apparent is that people don't have to take care of themselves in the beginning. They were scared so easily. They were they are so easily told what to do. So the ones that are willing and wanting it, and not just take care of their family, even beyond that, if they could be a real force in this movement to create the world that we all want to see, what what are some ideas? What are some solutions here? Where are some well, okay, so I, I want to get back to the thought I was at before, leave that off, and then we'll get to okay, this. Sure. So, see, Ontario, I just want to point this out. Okay. The Ontario, Manitoba to some degree, but mostly Ontario, and all of the states on the southern side of the Great Lakes mm -hmm. is the greatest manufacturing force in the world, more powerful than anything in China. In the world. In okay. the world. So, just to point that out, like the infrastructure of what's there is the most powerful manufacturing infrastructure in the world. So what we're doing and where my head goes is we're bringing it back. We'll bring it back to Ontario. We'll bring those jobs back to Detroit. We'll bring those jobs back to Buffalo, New York. We'll bring those jobs back to Chicago. We'll bring it all back. We'll bring the manufacturing back to North America. And when that happens, that's when Ontario is going to jump. And they're going to say, we're not taking this communism that way. This is terrible. Because the real industrialist mentality of North America is not going to be denied. 
it was just copied by China, but it was invented in North America. That's the truth. Okay. okay, so we're bringing it all back. So I just want to mention that because people go, you mean Ontario? What are you doing? Like, huh? Right, I know. It seems pretty bad in Ontario right now. The Ontario people will rise up and they will push this stuff out. We could get into why it's bad. I mean, the main reason why it's bad is because Freemason Doug Ford, he's a total Freemason. He throws his Freemasonic gang signs and all his other BS on all his live broadcasts. He's standing in the background doing his little, you uh, know, his little Freemasonic brotherhoods crap. Um, what we are going to have to do is we're going to have to get real leadership in there. And that ultimately the first step for rebuilding our whole society is we've got to get the voter fraud out. That's number one. So that's what you got to prepare yourself to do. You got to prepare yourself to develop a voting system. Otherwise it's guns. Because if the, if our vote is discounted or disenfranchised, then the other vote, the reason why we have voting is because that's a replacement for guns and swords. Mm, right. So if the voting is not working, it goes back to guns and swords. Mark my words on that one, by the way, that's where it will go. Okay. So in order to get back to a, like, re-enfranchising people so their vote actually counts and is real we have to get completely away from this type of dominion voter fraud smartmatic scorecard hammer system all of it's gone it's going away so how do you do that when you have a corrupt government that is the one that's bringing that in well we just point out the logical fallacies one of the things to prepare yourself for the future is to prepare a new education system one of the most important things to educate the new kids the kids coming up now on is logic and fallacies of logic we see that now. We see it. Mm-hmm. the entire education system of North America is totally bankrupt, totally corrupt. Has no, there's nothing good about it. We don't want. It's not teaching any, anybody anything useful. No. As you know. Oh, right. very. But my, I have an 11 year old boy, and he has not spent a second in school. Yeah. And, like, and, and there's no. And I'm, I am more thankful for that now than ever before. When I hear and see snippets of what they are pushing down those poor kids' throats, it's just makes me want to vomit. It's unbelievable. It's, it's just pure propaganda. It's pure propaganda. And and it's it's no, not teaching them the tools of thinking. Like, no. okay, here's logic. Here's what a logical fallacy looks like. Let's do some word problems on logical fallacies. So the, what will happen is, is that the corrupt establishment will try to stay in there and try to say, oh, we don't need any change in voting. No, our voting's perfectly fine. Oh, no, no, it's, this is, there's not a problem. This is the safest and most secure voting we've ever had. It will be that, right? right? And then we just keep pushing and we'll notice, you'll find out quickly who the corrupt actors are because they depend on the voter fraud to stay in power. Mm -hmm. Now the system has known this and deep states of the world know this and the bureaucracy that's behind the UN and all these deep state actors, they know this. So that's why they've been trying to push the power away from any voting at all into unelected bureaucrats, which is what the UN is, Mm. right? So Mm -hmm. that's, and so that's why we get all these unelected bureaucrats like Tedros, who's a communist genocidal maniac. <laughs> There's a little cosmic giggle going through the whole thing. I mean, we, you know, this is another thing about 2020 that's been interesting is the deep relationship between tragedy and comedy. Mm. I've never felt it like this before. I get it now. I get the whole Greek thing of like comedy and tragedy. They're so closely aligned to each other. The level of cosmic giggle through the whole thing the level of absolute absurdity, the level of corruption of crime ministers <laughs> and just the absurdity of what's coming out of their mouth. Yes. It's so, it, it's hilarious. 
it's, you know, it's a lot of times it's, it's so funny that you're, you can't hardly take it. And a lot of times you actually can't, can't. take it. Like sometimes I get to the point, it's like, I can't take this corruption anymore. I can't take that. They're, they're just lying. I just, I can't, I feel like I'm going to explode. I just I have to step away for a while and then come back to it. But it's just, it's absurd. It, it's, 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 and it's, you're not laughing, you're crying almost. It, it's just, you have to laugh to just lighten it up a little bit. I, I don't know what to do with it anymore, but yet people are still listening. That's so, the, now, that's the in part. Canada, they're still listening. In America, they're not listening. And I know that because I studied the election very closely. And I had been, I knew there were, I knew about scorecard. I knew about hammer leading up to the election. I called it actually. I said, what's going to happen is it's going to be a landslide victory for Trump and the Democrats are going to cheat. Of course, that's an obvious call. Um, but anyway, what ended up happening is, is I really dug in. I was, I went, you know, cause I know America very well. I've traveled all over the country. I've given lectures in almost every state in the union. I've been all over, all over Canada too. And so I really dug in on like, where do people, are people really awake or are they really asleep? That's really what okay. I wanted to know. Because out. with Trump, you've got the fake news attacking him nonstop. You've got Trump derangement syndrome. You've got, you know, Biden can get away with selling out, selling out the Canadian jobs and American jobs to China. No one says anything. Trump steps up and like lifts his cup up with two hands and everyone freaks out. You know, it's just crazy, <laughs> bizarre stuff. So I got into it really deeply and I found this out. The American people overwhelmingly voted for Trump in spite of the fake news, in spite of the socialist media, in spite of all of it, they overwhelmingly voted Trump in. Now, officially he got 75 million votes. In reality, he got, my opinion, he probably was inching towards 90 million or even more. It could even have been a hundred million as possible. Mm -hmm. And what they were doing is vote switching. What they were doing was counting a Biden vote as one and a quarter or one and a half or one and a third. And a Trump vote was reduced by the same amount. So if it was one and a third, it was reduced by a third. So you only got two thirds of a vote, right? That's the, the balance that Dominion was using. And that's, that's, that's all I wanted to know. That's all I had to know. I don't, you know, I'm not, some, not like, you know, Trump's like a father figure in the sense of like, you know, he says things and there's the people, you know, who love him, who are just like, daddy, you know, and then, then he says things and, you know, people like me and I go like, dude, you're, you know, it's like, you know, your dad at like Disneyland when you're like 10 years old and he's like got his pants pulled up too high and, <laughs> you know, he's just doing things that are super awkward. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. you're trying to get away from him, but he is your dad. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. And then there's the people on the left who can't stand father figures. They want to get rid of father figures. Mm. They want to destroy them, actually. And so that's the Trump derangement syndrome, right? That's how you see the dynamic. I, I, that's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know, is, is, are they really supporting Trump or not? And the answer is it's overwhelming support in America. And that tells me something about the American mentality, which I suspected for a long time, as a, an insight that's disabled by the voter fraud. And the insight is people aren't listening to the news they know it's propaganda. They know who they want as their president and they want Trump in there as their president. And that's all I needed to know because now I know the American mentality and I, what I suspected for a long time and I know for sure hundred percent what it is. Mm. So I know the direction where I'm going with my message because I know how to speak to middle America. That's all I've been doing my whole life. Right. So I, I know the exact messaging. I know exactly where I need to go. And I also understand deeply the, the way that, that voter fraud disturbs our perception of the electorate. It disturbs our perception of the way the population is thinking because the person who lost is actually put in there. So you start thinking, okay, this is what people want. Are people crazy? What, 
They want this socialist nightmare. They want this carbon tax to ruin the economy. The carbon tax is just another scam to ship the jobs over to China where they can pollute over there and they can pull their communism over here. It's just another little scam, another thing to make you go, my God, we have to pay another thing to this mm-hmm. parasite, which mm-hmm. is another word for that is government. It's exactly correlated. Right, the massive taxes coming up in California right now, aren't they? Oh, it'd be, it, with a Biden presidency and, and gruesome Newsom, you're looking at 60, over 60% taxes. Wow, is that even, that's, so that's why there was a mass exodus out of California right now, yes? Yeah, easily this year, a million people have left California, easily. I think that's under, I think they're lying. Actually, what I did understand from all of this run up to the election with the fake polls and it's all fake. None of those numbers are actually accurate at all. Mm. All the polls you see, like what's the network up here, CBC or whatever it is, CBC's the that's our national. Yeah, so if they yeah. run a poll, it's completely oh, fake. Sure. Totally uh, fake. They've been, they've been total fake news. It's, 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 it's been awful. So the whole thing of it is there it's just propaganda. That's all it is. So when you really get a feel for that, you're like, whoa, this is what's really happening versus the propaganda. So it gives you a a, a delta. It gives you a this is the real story. There's propaganda. For example, in our networks of our people, we've been polling people of like across all of Telegram, for example. How many people are going to take the quack scene? Mm. And, and it's about 92%, 91 to 92% no. Okay. That's kind of the real number. Oh, I right. It's and it's 8% yes. Yeah. So they're telling you, it's like, oh, no, no. It's like 52% said they would take it or 60% said they would take it. No, they didn't. No, it's not. Well, you know, what's that. interesting too, is the people like the only way I ever see those polls because I don't watch that news is when somebody's sharing it through a platform like this. So I think also the people that are seeing those polls are the people that are listening to that news, right? So it's not a very good representation of, of the, the population. population. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They're the people who are brainwashed by the propaganda. Yeah. But they're, what, what's going on there is television, the mastery of hypnosis using television is it's full on. I mean, I've been going through this year at least five patents that I'm aware of, of the way that the television can be used for hypnosis. Five patents. Patents. Oh, wow. That's just what I know about. I'm just looking at it in a cursory way. Yeah, yeah. Now, what I've heard over the years, that's why I don't go anywhere near any kind of commercial broadcast or any of that propaganda because it's it's designed to hypnotize you. Mm -hmm. And now if you take someone with low IQ or low EQ, they can get pulled into the hypnosis and they can't comprehend that it's actually complete propaganda. And what about the children? And children, right? of course, the, totally susceptible. The brainwave state, they've got to be. That's like, they know it, right? They just suck them right in right from the beginning. And then they just, easier to control them as an adult. We, my that. mom used to call it the idiot box. <laughs> yeah. Was she right? Wow, is she right? And wow, it's my, both my mom and dad are both like, they're looking at this situation. And they're going, this has got to be stopped. We're all actually politically aligned. Okay. When I was a real small kid, the neighbor next to us was a matriarch of a very wealthy family. They were Hungarian originally. You know, so they came over from Hungary during the war. So way back and you had a wonderful family and, and uh, owned 20 grocery stores. But I was, the way I grew up, we grew up in an almost a twilight zone type of reality. Like we used to ride our bikes to school and the school was maybe at least two kilometers away, maybe three kilometers mm-hmm. away. And the entire town was empty three quarters of the year because it was a beach town. Oh. But people had beautiful, big houses, mansions. Mm-hmm. So we grew up like 
climbing over their fences, running through their backyards. And no one was there half mm -hmm. the year, three quarters of the year. It was just incredible. And we used to come back and instead of going out home, I would go over to the neighbor's house and, and the matriarch of that family, Irene, she would miss, we called her Mrs. Smutko. She would lay down all the stuff that was going on, all the corruption. She's like, let me tell you what the UN's all about. That's let me awesome. tell you who Franklin Delano Roosevelt, she hated FDR. She thought FDR was the worst, which he is. He's the worst. He got the social security number on you. Look what happened to that. Now in Canada, they changed it to a, what is it? Your social insurance number. Yeah. Um, and what do they use that for? To track your every move, right? So they have a number on you and now attached to your name and just on and on and on. Now it's all going to be digitized. Then they're going to get their ID 2020 with your quaxine papers and all the other crap they're trying to push on us. Mm -hmm. We better push back on this. We better push back with everything we got. We better fight for our lives because it, the next generation will not have a life. That's how, that's, that's how critical it is. Yeah. And, and where it's going in Canada is it's going to, they're going to go for the total extreme communism. They're, it's full on. They're going to go for the total extreme communism. And the people who are most woke over here in Canada, they're the people who have lived through it. They know. Right. People came from Poland. Right. People came from the Easter Bloc. Yeah. People came from Russia. They know yeah. what this is. Yeah. Serbia, Croatia. They, yeah. They, 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 yeah, absolutely. I know they've seen it. It's funny because my parents... They escaped from Czechoslovakia in 1968 when the Russians invaded, but they never saw anything bad there. They just did because that was, they had their window and they did, but they actually, they still think life was beautiful back there, but they, they lived, I think, I maybe were affected depending on what, what kind of, what income bracket you were in. I don't know, maybe, I don't know, but they, they still don't think it was bad. They, they think here is way worse. They always talk about capitalism. I'm like, it's not capitalism. I don't think we've tried to capitalism. It's cartelism. It's the people. We we're not living in a capitalist situation. No. You can see that because they're trying to get rid of all capitalism and let the cartels run everything. We're in cartelism. We've always been in cartelism. Mm -hmm. This is the reason why small business is taxed and you've got to play this employer tax. You got to go through this paperwork and these bureaucracies and just nonsense. Yeah. It's and it's designed that way to allow the cartels to capitalize right? so that they can suck up the market share. Like a cartel, like a big cartel, like a Walmart. Cartel. Are they ever right now too? Look what they've done to small wow. business. They've wiped oh. out Main Street completely. Yeah. And look at Amazon. There's a cartel. Oh. So we're in cartelism. There never has been really capitalism, unless you go back 100 years ago, 200 years ago in America, where it was kind of you know anything goes, and there wasn't all these regulations. Right. The regulations again are designed to disable the the capitalist mm -hmm. or the entrepreneur. It's always, by the way, been entrepreneurs who created everything, right? Look at look at Edison versus Tesla. Edison was backed by the cartels. You're going to do it our way. And so he got all the credit. Tesla was not backed by the cartels. You, you, you can't give him that for free. You're not able to do this. You're going to have to do it our way. He's like, I'm not doing it your way. He was an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so that tells us the difference. Mm -hmm. And I think Edison and Tesla tell us a real strong, they, they, we should get into them a little bit. Okay. Because so. they, they, well, let me just lay this on you. This is one of these great things. Who invented the light bulb? Right, we think it's Thomas Edison. It was not Thomas Edison. He bought the patent for the light bulb. Right. The original light bulb, and this might be of interest to you because you have an interest in nutrition, the original light bulb filament that was developed before Thomas Edison was made out of, do you know what it was? Before it was tungsten? No, uh, no. Well, good guess, right? Right. The, the filament was charcoal. Oh, I did not know that. So whenever you see a what? fire and it, and it burns down to the coals and you see that glow right. coming out of the coals, mm -hmm. there's an electrical phenomenon going on. Now I can tell that if, I have, if I'm there with this poncho and I'm next to that, this thing will get static electricity. 
because there's an electrical okay. phenomenon going on in a fire. Mm. Edison okay. just perfected that invention. That's all he did. When you're dealing with someone like a Tesla, Tesla's teaching us like alternating current because there was a big problem with direct current of how you transport that current because it's very dangerous. And it was Tesla who figured out you just alternate it back and forth, back and forth, mm. back and forth. So you don't have so much in the direct current that could shock you or electrocute you. Right. And then it was Tesla who invented the hydroelectric plant at Niagara. It was Tesla who invented many of the things that I even used regularly, for example, the ozone machine, which could solve our entire infectious disease problem. Mm -hmm. Because people are like, if we don't get injected, how are we going to stop polio? No problem. We go after its weakness, right. the weakness of every virus and the weakness of every harmful bacteria and the weakness of every parasite, right. which is they're susceptible to oxygen. You'd right. think if we had a real civilization, if we weren't in cartelism, mm -hmm. we, then everyone would know that. But we don't. We're under cartelism. And they don't want you to know that because you could use a Nikola Tesla system as I've used for 25 years. And by the way, they, I have three of them and they still work. I've had two of them for 25 years and they still work perfect because mm -hmm. Tesla systems work. Mm -hmm. And you could inject that. You could bubble it through water. I could drink yeah. it. I could. I had a friend of mine who had SARS way back in 2003. He showed up at my office and I was like, no problem, dude. We'll bubble it through. We'll take the ozone. We'll bubble it through olive oil and then you'll breathe it in a mask. And we passed it back and forth for a couple hours in my office chatting away after he'd just come back from Hawaii. He was cured in one treatment, one night at my office. This is the real medicine. We've got people running around like David Wilcock and you know, the, these other guys like Corey Good. With the, we're going to get the high tech medicine. We're going to they're going to the things that are going to solve all our problems. We already have those things. Right, right, absolutely. We've had them for a long time. We've had them for a long time. We had them in Nikola Tesla's case. He invented that ozone machine in 1901. So we've had that for 120 years. Um, now he also did something else with that, which is another tool that we still have today, and I still use. I still have it upstairs, which is the um, oxy powder. And the mm. oxy powder is where he invented, he invented it. What? So Nikola Tesla invented the idea that you could saturate a substance. He chose magnesium because it has, because of its arrangement of electrons, you could saturate it with ozone and then you could literally turn it into a powder. So you have a magnesium oxide powder. Mm -hmm. And then when you ingest that, when that hits your colon, your colon reacts to oxygen because your colon tissue is very much identical to your lung tissue, which is identical mm -hmm. to your brain tissue. And when you get those together, all of a sudden your body goes, oh, we're getting oxygenated. And your, your bowel goes, this is what I want, actually. Let's get rid of yeah, everything yeah. else. Yeah. And you have a bowel movement, right? It's right. a laxative, incredible right. laxative. One yeah. of the best ever discovered, invented by Nikola Really? Tesla. Uh, that's amazing. Okay, I did not know that. And now could that be habit forming for people if they have a sluggish bowel and that if they were to depend on that? Great question. The answer is no. And the reason is, is because when you oxygenate your bowel, you're giving your bowel what it wants. You're actually nourishing it. It's kind of like your lungs. Okay. Like, are we addicted to breathing? It's kind of that question, right? We, I know we, I am, so we I don't wear a it, mask. Right? Yeah, thank you. Good answer. <laughs> it's an interesting thing because you, when your bowel gets the oxygen, obviously your bowel goes, oh, you can breathe. And so it releases as a, it's like a, a result of the breathing of the bowel. And this is telling us something about the laxatives of the future, which are actually the laxatives of the past, mm. invented by Nikola Tesla, safest, easiest right. on the system. A laxative can be habit forming because it's, you're, you're going to get cramping and you, right. you know, it, it, that's what you need. And after a while, it's, a, it's an agonist 
which means that you're filling up that receptor site. And so you need more next time and then more the time after that. So it's agonizing the receptor sites mm -hmm. and therefore you're going to need a certain threshold dose that's going to need to increase. And that is habit forming. Oh, okay. Okay, so let's go back and talk about some skills that you think people okay. do and learn from and help get past this time. Because I'm assuming if you think this is the best time ever, that it's going to end up well. It's just a matter of the darkness appearing, the lies appearing, being revealed, and then happiness on the other side. That's how it works. Hopefully. Hopefully That's how it works. But we, you know, we have to long. take into account, we must understand, and we, I think we have to accept, and I think this is one of the great things to teach people, is that we could die in this conflict. This could be it. This is like World War Three. This is World War Three. It's already on. And we, this could be the end of our lives. So you better soak it up now. You better live it up right now. You better take it on every day, breathe it in, appreciate be in that state of gratitude and really, really feel that because it can be taken away. And it looks like for some parts of the world, I'm really concerned about Europe. I'm very concerned about certain parts of Canada. Not other parts, mm -hmm. but certain parts. Mm -hmm. um, I'm concerned about certain parts of America, not other parts. Right. And so we've, we've got to just take in that gratitude right now. One of the great skills is to, it's going to be a long haul. I'd say it's going to be about 12 years. So somewhere around 2033 wow. is when we get onto the other side of this. Um, because we've got some very treasonous and traitors actors involved. We've got very deep-seated corruption. We've got corruption of mind, body, and soul. We've got people totally bought into things that they're going to be hurt for those beliefs badly because they're going to act on them like the injections. They think, oh, no, no, scientists, and they figured it out, and then they're going to be very deeply hurt, and they're going to have to, they're going to, have to reverse direction on their belief systems. This is one of the most difficult things to go through. To get through all of that, we need endurance, and this is where the Taoist principle, you know, when China was in its peak moment, then they developed Taoism in that country, in that region. There were some great teachings there. China is like over right now. They've gone totally aramonic. They've gone total technocracy mm -hmm. and total materialism, mm -hmm. godless, right? And so they, that's why they will never win. There's no chance that China's going to win or China's mm -hmm. going to defeat the West or not, absolutely none of that. Because actually China's being run by the central banks of Europe. So that's the real story. But anyway, the endurance comes from the Jing energy. That's what Taoism taught us. And the Jing energy is a black energy. It's a kidney and adrenal energy. And it's something that you definitely have a significant amount of when you're born. If you're a preemie baby, there's a little bit less there. If you have, you know, bad genes, your people ate, you know, your family and your ancestors ate like blood pudding. And that's all they ate for, I don't know, three, 300 generations or something, <laughs> you know, you're going to get less jing. Mm -hmm. You can see that, right? Like people have more jing. You can see that they have more perfect teeth when they're, when their teeth develop. And if the jing is significantly decreased, the, the teeth, the teeth are crowded and collapsed. Yeah. The jaw yeah. collapses. Mm -hmm. This is something that Weston Price noted in his great work on nutrition. And the main thing, the main idea is, is that if like, I'm a vegetarian, I've been a vegetarian for 30 years. And I bet was a vegan for a good part of that over 20 years for sure. And right. even as a vegetarian, I'm like right now I'm on a water fast and, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't had any animal products, like no eggs or no um, cheese or ghee or any in ages. But the key thing is, is that if you are vegan and you go too far, you can lose Jing. 
from not having something from the animal world. As I've learned as a nutritionist, you actually need something from the animal world. You need something from the plant world. You need something from the mushroom world. You need something from the mineral world because you're now a chemical being. You're not a primate. You're now a chemical human being. You're not like you weren't created from like a monkey that suddenly became a human being. The forms that we see in nature are nature's in inevitable striving towards the humanoid form. This is a Steiner thing. The anthroposophy of Rudolf Steiner puts the human in the middle instead of sidelining it, saying right. you're a mistake, you're the cause of the problem. Right. The cause of the problem is the human being overtaken by parasitical consciousness and parasitical energy and being converted into a Klaus Blofeld Schwab <laughs> who then becomes a pure parasite that feeds off the body politic and in an harmonic way, in a, in a materialistic way. That's, a, that's, that's the thing, that's the problem right there is we need to stop that type of parasite. It's not the human mm. being. The parasite's trying to say the whole human being is the problem. Right. Does that make sense? Right. The parasite's the problem. Right. Okay, so this is fundamental because all the human race comes into being and the, and the Sasquatch comes into being, and the skunk ape of Florida comes into being, and the, all the humanoid forms that have ever been developed in nature, the giants, which, you know, amazing discoveries of the last 10 years have really conclusively proved to me that giants do and have existed, and they exist now. They exist now. And they exist now. 16, Where? 18 footers now. Where? Uh, one of them is actually the region in the Kootenays between the U.S. and Canada, that region right there. Now, you have to go by the sightings and the people have seen them. Now, different people sighting them over different periods of time and having the same descriptions is a kind of a dead ringer that some, there's some truth there. Mm -hmm. How did they know? How did they know they didn't know that person? Mm -hmm. How could they describe the same thing? Right. Okay, so we always kind of lump them all and say it's all the Bigfoot. Right. But it may not be and it probably isn't, especially in this region. There are actually bigger ones out there. Right. And so they live in places where we don't go. Tops of mountain crags and snowy regions, places too steep for us to climb, places we can't get to. They're night owls, so they're out at night, things like that, right? They're doing the opposite of what we do. So we go, oh, it doesn't exist. A, right. a human didn't see it or human did see it, but that's not the science we trust. We, that was somebody just said that, or we have evidence of it, like the bones. We go, no, that was some, um, it, it was fake. After a while, you look at all the evidence, you go, it's, mm -mm, there's something there where there's smoke, there's fire. And so the point I'm getting at is that all of these humanoid forms, the Yeti, they're being pushed into existence by mother nature, the Atlanteans, the long-headed Egyptians, them. I photographed those skulls in South America for years. Oh, wow. I've hunted those down at, at museums all across South America. I've hunted them down in places where like, you can't photograph it. And I was like, no problem. As soon as the guy left, I'm like, Ch -ch 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 -ch. <laughs> <laughs> photographing them and I've studied them closely in my hand they're not wow. bent human skulls they're too big right a human oh. skull is that big right yeah. maybe that big yeah. these are like this or like that they're oh, massive wow. the long ones you know like yeah. Akhenaten type of skull and so the humanoid form this is anthroposophy this is Rudolf Steiner's directive on this and this is what he basically taught me is nature's always striving for that form and it just so happens that in this era the homo sapien us is the dominant of that form but are we the only one are we the last root race or will there be other forms there'll be others and we're just the one now and we're the one that has created dominance on the earth but one day there'll be another one in the past ages maybe atlantean ages it was the long-headed ones you know i suspect actually in atlantean times before the whatever happened that caused the destruction of the pyramids and 
caused the destruction of all the famous monuments in Peru and the cataclysm that afflicted the world. That particular catastrophe before that, there was a much wider range of humanoids from us to the Atlanteans to more dwarf type of creatures, hobbits. And so I suspect that the that the directive that J.R.R. Tolkien had, which was to crack the secrets of the history of the world through studying the Scandinavian languages and what the hyperdimensional original language was, was what he was onto and what he was investigating. And so when he brings us a mythos like Lord of the Rings, there's truth there. And that's why we resonate with it. It's real. Right. But it was a past age of the earth. Right. With, then the earth was destroyed in a cataclysm that was human or humanoid in, incited or inspired or it occurred from that. Right. Blew the circuit on the earth, which blew the capstones off the, blew the pyramids apart. Like high energy, right? Not, you have a plate down here, negative energy, the earth up here, atmosphere positive. Right. And if you blow that circuit, which it appears to be what happened with using, that's a Edgar Casey. that's a really good conversation we could get into. <laughs> the two eye stone of Edgar Casey, which, which is the dark crystal that controlled the master control board for Giza, which was the main control grid for all the pyramids worldwide. And so they, that fell into the hands of harmonic forces and they blew the circuit and it popped. And we're in the post-Atlantean age. That's why our, our particular problem and issue here is about healing, healing ourselves, healing the earth. Yeah. It's, uh, it's look at what the, where the parasites target medical scientism oh my goodness. Yes. They're, they're coming at us on that front why isn't it some other thing because medicine is the core of this age of the post-atlantean era that was the main thing for us to discover to figure out and then to heal ourselves so the parasites go right for that is that makes that's why we have the whole Rockefeller medicine and the pharmaceutical yeah. medicine, and all the injections and all this cut burn poison theory and all that stuff. Right, right, right. Is this making sense? Yeah. Okay. So let me get back to the Taoism. Okay. Yeah. Back to the Jing. Back to yeah. the Jing. So <laughs> a big part of our own medicinal journey is to discover that the whoa, nature has presented things to us that can increase Jing, that can increase our endurance, can increase our life force. They give us that extra force in, I always think of Muhammad Ali against Joe Frazier. And I think it was in the 15th round, he got knocked down in the 15th round and he had to get back up and fight another two minutes. And he said, that was by far the toughest moment in his life. Wow. That's Jing. That is Jing. And by the way, Muhammad Ali was injected. And about two months later, he suddenly had Parkinson's to just put that aside. Oh. So yeah, just to put that in there because they're telling us, even they admit it, 18 years running that medical scientism is hospitals, drugs, doctors, surgeries that are botched is the number three cause of death. Right. It's really number one. Oh, so you, yeah. Really number oh, okay. One. Okay. So just, I'll put Good. that out there. Yeah. If you count all the quack scenes given to kids and all the crazy right. stuff, you know, if we count it, if we really look right. at it, it's number one, but that's, you know, at least we know it's number three, hundred percent. Right. right. Okay. So anyway, in the, in the journey of looking at the, all the medicines that are before us and where, what we're going to select, we've got to pick something that's going to give us that 15th round energy, that endurance. And that's the black foods and the black herbs. And to some degree, the, the crystal that is at the core of all animal foods, which the yogis figured out, and this is the testimony of their great journey on the earth, 10,000 years, essentially. You know, they were the first civilization to come up after Atlantis, the Vedic civilization, the cholesterol molecule. And that's why the yogis were on the ghee. That's why the yogis knew that there was something in cheese 
they, because they're looking for an ahimsa way. Like, I don't want to harm an animal, but I also don't want to harm myself. Right. Veganism tends towards harming self, right? Right. It's a little bit of self-immolation in the sense of like, I'll save the animals, but I'm going to harm myself, but that's not sustainable long-term. So they figured that out, that the, the, the jing substance is that cholesterol molecule. Interestingly, that our civilization, the medical scientism would immediately target the cholesterol molecule. Cholesterol molecules. I haven't heard that before. The jing substance being cholesterol molecule. Fascinating. So that, so what we've got to do essentially now, if you get too much cholesterol, it's too much, right? Can you do too much? Look, that's the thing though. It's been so vilified. And so, and I was vegetarian for over 20 years, vegan for most of that, but I am not at all anymore. And unfortunately I started to meet after I had my son, not before. And I think that impacted the, his baby teeth that came in. His adult teeth are good now, but I think that really impacted that. But um, what was I going to say with that? But I really feel that that took away, I, like when I brought back my life when I started eating, not that I looked like hell or anything, but I was, I was aging young sooner than I should have, I think, and especially going through childbirth and pregnancy and creating a human being through, through that. So, but the cholesterol is so vilified. So can we, like, what is the limit? Well, what well, you could, the thing about cholesterol is that you have to have it with vegetables. You have to have fiber, right? right? So if somebody goes to, because we, in our world, in the health food world, we have the extremists. They're going to go oh. all this way. They're going to go all that yes. way. You know, the next thing you know, they were on a fruit diet. Then they were on an all meat diet. Then they went on an all milk diet. Then they, it's really, it's very disturbing, it's right? It's disturbing to the system. Yeah. I, I appreciate the exploration. Right. I appreciate the exploration. But at some point I found oh, out. Dear. Oh, you're getting Let's off. turn that off. I forgot to turn my stuff up. Oh, my husband's going to get me mad. I'll just, uh, bye. And I'll turn that off. Forgot to turn my stuff off. Okay, let's just turn this one off too. Oh, look at there's Lars. There's Lars. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate the exploration, but yes. there comes a point where you could actually hurt yourself. Of yeah. course, I did. I went too far. You know, I've explored it. Right. So a lot of people will say, "Well, what do you talk about, David? Well, if you're this Mr. Raw Food vegan, blah blah blah." So obviously, so what did you? What happened with your? What was your experience with that? Well, you can get you. You go too far. You can start losing Jing, right? Where you start losing the the vital life force your endurance now we're going to need endurance for what's coming up one of the easiest ways to get that endurance from your food is the habits and practices that you do because it's not just your food so for example one of the best ways to gain jing i guess would be a better way to say that is not just food food is a is a very important component and i would say you've got to focus on black foods like yes. black seed right? right which is black cumin yeah it has a long history of being a very powerful adrenal tonic incredible history in Middle Eastern medicine, um, black berries. Look how tough like the Armenian blackberry, otherwise known as the Himalayan blackberry or the Russian blackberry, which invaded all the way from, from Alaska, all the way down the California coast, all the way to really to central California, even LA. The Himalayan blackberry is tough. It will survive. You can't get rid of it, mm -hmm. right? That tells you about mm -hmm. the black energy. What else? Well, let's just say if you're going to have like a choice of like, okay, should I have the black potato versus the brown potato or white right. potato have the black potato right. if you have the black maca have the black maca if you have the black black sesame black sesame there's mm -hmm, a good one mm -hmm. let's let's say black rice there's another good one yeah and so you just always trying to pick those that color because the black is the jing you're always going to have much more antioxidants six even 30 times more antioxidants and a blackberry as compared to a raspberry. Right. It's incredible how concentrated charcoal. it is. Charcoal. So you're a so, big charcoal guy. So what about 
Charcoal. Okay, so then we start looking at the environment. We start going, what are my practices that I can do to gain more gym? One of them oh, okay. is to- okay, so this is actually is, the food. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, one of them is to, you can be on the earth and you can swim. You can be on the earth barefoot. You can swim into the bodies of water of the earth as they are. So you're not, you know, always in a heated pool or heated swimming lane or something mm-hmm. like that. You actually learn to bring your body into communion with the earth. Cause most of the earth is cold. People always ask me like, why do you live in Canada? Are you a maniac? Like you could have lived in, in Southern California. I did live in Southern California. I lived in San Diego for years and I'm good. I did it. I don't need mm-hmm. that anymore. I want forests. I want lakes. I want, um, I want places I can go swimming in, in wild nature. I want to be in a place where there's wild animals. I don't want to be in some desert over there, you know, right. where there's 30 million people. There's as many people in Canada as there are in California. There's more people in California actually than, Cal- than all of Canada. Wow. So I, I wanted out of that. Right. And I wanted to get to, you know, somewhere where you have the ability to bring in the cosmic forces, the Jing energy, go out at night, barefoot in the winter, in the snow and bring in the cosmic energy naked. Right. That's what I can do at my house. I love being able to do that because I can download that Jing energy. Mm. When, when it comes back to food, it's not just food. It's also substances like shilajit, you know, the great high mountain Himalayan yeah. tonic goo, very powerful black substance in the depth of the secret of the yogis and the depth of the secret of the Taoists. I truly believe at this point that they are, have withheld a secret from us, which their big secret was charcoal. That they were, that we know that the that the yogis would put the sacred ash on. We know that they that part of the yogic immortality rites. You know, you have to make a fire every day, right? So you're living in nature. You make a fire every day. So you're going to have charcoal as a result of that. You're going to do your water rituals every day. You're going to get in the earth and buried in the earth every day, or in a cave. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be in the field of the earth, mm-hmm. and you're going to do your air ritual, which you're going to be naked with the elements at night preferably. So you're getting the full astral download and the air element. So you're doing earth, air, fire, and water. That's the, that's the sacred rites of the oh, yogis. Okay. So when we look at that system, you see that they put the sacred ash on after the fires burnt down, but I'm sure they were eating the charcoal. Everybody knows that charcoal is the best detoxifier there okay. is. But what people don't know is that charcoal does not interfere with healthy digestion of nutrients. Okay, that's so do you have to separate it from, can you take it with other stuff? Like sometimes people make all these crazy things and put charcoal in there, but they've got their minerals in there. They've got other things in there. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. All at the same time. All at the same time. Okay. Yep. That charcoal, it's interesting. It's an electrochemical phenomenon. It's the kind of the reason why I brought up the filament being made out of charcoal at the beginning. Charcoal is, has an electrical phenomenon surrounding it. And therefore, for example, in my yard, what I'm doing now is because I can, and it's the timing we may not be able to do it much longer with the way things are going towards communism. We mm-hmm. may not be able to get things, right? Because right. that's what happens in a communist system. Immediately it breaks down the supply chain. So while right. I can get it, I'm getting huge bags of rice sized charcoal delivered. And I use that for farming. Mm. And now I've got so much of it in the yard. Now it's in the soil, it's in the earth. So what's happening in a very highly charged region, I'm at a peak of a ridge is that of course the electricity matriculates to the points, right? That's why you have a, a lightning rod right. instead of a lightning plate because okay. the electricity of the earth will, yeah. if it's got a point, it's going to go to that point and concentrate there. Right. And if it's a flatter area, like a valley, it's less concentrated. This is why people love to hike to the tops of mountains because mm. there's a higher concentration of negatively charged electricity in the earth at a mountain peak. And we're kind of like that. We're on a ridge. And then I'm dumping charcoal on top of that. 
Now you get to see where I'm going here. Mm -hmm. So after a while, there's so much charcoal in the earth, which, which persists. It can persist thousands of years in the earth there. And that therefore I'm getting charged up by that. That's Jing. That's Jing. That's the thinking, right? Of Jing. When I um, clean my toilets, for example, I'm putting charcoal down the toilets because my house was built in 1960. So it's an old place. And I want to make sure that what's going into that old septic system, which is an old septic system, oh, okay. is loaded yeah. with charcoal because that we know from my region that where lightning strikes is where is a place where there is geological disturbance. And that's usually related to septic systems. Oh, really? There's a, we, oh. Uh, uh, my friend has a great term for it. I see if it'll pop in for me. It's a geomancers use this term. Where there's a, a, a geo disturbance due to septic systems, lightning will strike on that spot. It, it's an attractor for it. So in order to keep that from happening, because I don't want lightning to strike that side of my house, which it has before, by the way, oh, it has really? before. Oh, wow. And it blew out all the electricity on that side of the house. Very interesting, right where the septic goes out. Huh. So there's a truth to that. Anyway, what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm pushing charcoal down the toilet. And then what that does, if when you have old toilets, there are odors that come out, you know, from the septic and just because yeah, yeah. it's old, charcoal neutralizes that, done, stops, right. it's over. It's like brand new, actually. Charcoal cleans everything. It's the it's in my fridge. I leave an open jar of charcoal in the fridge because it sucks up all the odors. It sucks up all the gases. Right now on this water fast that I'm doing, I'm using charcoal. I'm doing water, sea salt, lemon, and charcoal. That's the fast. And this is water and, and sea salt right here. Right. But with the charcoal in me, I know I'm getting that drawing of the toxins. Right. Now, the, the, what it's really doing is it's taking a burden off of our liver and kidneys, and kidneys in particular. It's a jing substance, par, par, par excellence. There's actually no substance you could eat that has the highest percent chance of increasing your lifespan more than charcoal based on animal research and mammal research. Charcoal is number one in extending the life of mammals by far. It's not even close. Now think about that statement that I just made. Think about what that means. It means that first of all, charcoal is not nutritive. It's a detoxifier entirely. Right. So that means that for longevity, the idea that we accumulate toxicity and eventually it's metabolic and environmental toxins that eventually overwhelm our system that gets us, there's truth to that. Absolute truth to that. Mm -hmm. And if you if you fast occasionally and you thin your diet down, you get back onto the water, you get on the charcoal. And I do charcoal even when I'm not fasting. I do charcoal all the time based on what I know. I take right. it almost every day. Okay. Um, you will actually start to go, oh, I got it now. I see what's going on. Completely eventually calms your whole system down, all digestive disturbances, and starts to pull through a process. Actually, the name of the process is called interstitial dialysis. Where have you heard dialysis oh, before? Kidneys. You got it. Mm -hmm. So when somebody, I, I get the cases, of course, because everyone is totally sold into medical scientism, as you know. I mean, why, why don't we that. clarify that term for people? Because people are using the word science and they don't really mean science. They mean scientism. Scientism right. is a faith. Thanks for asking that. And I'm glad we're going to clarify that because scientism is a faith-based religion that, that purports to put science as a veneer but when you get behind that veneer, you're like, actually, there's no scientific method here. For example, the mask debate, the great mask debate. Mm -hmm. 
the preponderance of the scientific, meaning scientific method literature, says that masks are terrible. They, you accumulate carbon dioxide, they don't block viruses, you're going to need an N95 or N97 mask. Even the research in surgical rooms is indicating that it's probably not a good idea for a surgeon to wear a mask. It doesn't help, it doesn't really do anything. Right. But that's the, that's the history of mask wearing up until March of 2020. Right. Then all of a sudden, it's a whole nother story yeah. because it's become politicized. And if you really ask Dr. Fauci, like, okay, well, let's get your scientific references and we need your 100 scientific references because we, this is a scientific method, right? And like, where's your hundred scientific references? Cause we need peer review. We need not just one study, but we need a hundred. So where are they? They're not there. And so this is something I've been saying for years. Everybody laughed, they thought it was a joke, but I'm telling you, and you're gonna see it and you see it every day. And people have come to me and they've been like, dude, damn man, whoa, <laughs> on this issue. Scientism is against the scientific method. It's against science. It's trying to stop science. Yeah. So when we come right down to it, like, Hey, okay. So, um, yeah, so we actually had, you know, an epidemic this year, right? 2020. And we had all these people died and, um, let's do the science on the numbers of people who died this year. We see that it's actually less people died in 2020 than 2019 and 2018 and 2017. And before there is no statistical anomaly in deaths mm -hmm. in 2020 scientifically, but scientism says, oh, no, 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 no. There's a pandemic happening and people are dying. And then we got people running into all of the hospital emergency rooms. And I have, by the way, I have agents in hospital emergency rooms who are giving me reports daily oh. about how, what's happening in your hospital. And, Tell me. Yeah. And what's happening is it's we're in a flu season and we're below capacity. And it's really actually lower generally than normal, generally lower than normal. In LA, for example, there's nobody in the hospital emergency rooms. It's empty. Well, the news is telling us that they're doing hallway medicine. The ICUs are full. I just had a friend say they went into full in the Netherlands. She said they went full lockdown yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, well, why? How are they justifying that one? She says there's no no more beds in the ICUs. Mm -hmm. is what they're saying. That's a total fake news lie. Yeah. All we have to do is go in there with cameras, call people that That's you what know. We need to do like we're, yes. you know, let's just say Ontario, for example. So, oh my God, the beds are full. What are we going to do? Well, actually, Ontario laid off an enormous amount of healthcare workers and nurses mm. at the same time as they're saying we're flooded, they're not right. flooded. Right. There's no cases. It's an absurdity. The whole right. thing's ridiculous. And by the way, the way that I was taught in law school, and by the way, I've been through all their systems. I have two engineering degrees. I have a political science degree. I have a law degree and I have a master's in nutrition. I've been through nine wow. years of upper education. I know their systems and I'm telling you, it's all gobbledygook. If this is, that's why we, I can really tell the best way to teach the next generation of kids. One of the best ways to teach them is logical fallacies and understanding logic. Mm -hmm. Another really important way to teach is to understand that child's in way of learning. Some people are kinesthetic. They need to be there with other people learning and it needs to be a group experience. Some people are visual. They need to have a visual phenomenon to learn whatever it is. Some people, they've got to have a gustatory experience. They've got to like make the food and eat it. Right. So if we're talking about like, you know, why yeast rises in bread or something, then they have to not only be there to see that, but they've got to actually eat the thing <laughs> afterwards because that's how they're going to learn. Right. Other people are auditory learners. I'm an auditory learner. If I hear things over and over and over again, I, I go, oh yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I got it. I'm an auditory learner. Mm. Now we have to look at that strategy. We have to provide for children, all of those things in a learning environment. 
that. We're not doing that. So, th- but this, see, the thing is, uh, what, what's happening right now with the homeschooling, it's going to create the next generation of geniuses because they are not, they didn't have to go through what I went through, which is all the different layers of schooling and all the different stuff where I had to unlearn all that stuff. Right. And I think I what's happening, what it. I see on, on some of the, the pages is I think the parents need to unlearn what they think that schooling and education is because mm-hmm. they're struggling when they're just all of a sudden it's like can't do this anymore it's a fight every day and and they can't sit down and do this and they have to unlearn the whole idea of that education system and what education looks like the language encodes everything for us like i was referencing with jr token he was going back and back deeper into language but even our normal language encodes everything for us so for a child if you're wondering like what do i teach my kid like what do you okay i get what he's saying logical fallacies okay i get that and i get the idea of the auditory gustatory kinesthetic and visual learners i get that but what about what where do we go from there it's here it is reading writing and arithmetic in that order Mm. reading Mm. writing and arithmetic in that order now the scientism programming which mostly is coming through you know like this uh, oh god one of my pet peeves is the spaced out program the fake space program oh okay (laughs) spaced out program i call it the spaced out program because you have to be (laughs) after a while looking at it and studying it if you're not convinced it's fake you're at you're just you you can't look it up you're not a good detective no you're not the person who's to look at is there a canada arm up there? Is there a space station out there? No, 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 no. They're, they're, they use Project Bluebeam to beam a light around. Um, we're, we're on a, we're not on, we don't even, I don't want to go, go down that route because it's, it's a <laughs> deep rabbit hole. It, yeah. It's okay. a deep rabbit hole, but mm-hmm. eventually through, see, not everybody's a detective. That's another thing no, too. No, and not. so I am, I'm a detective. I'm going to keep going deeper. Everybody in the world could say, you're an idiot. You're wrong. You're a moron. How dare you think that, right? Because the, the scientism is all about thought crimes. How dare you question science? What do you mean science? You didn't even use the scientific method. What are you talking about? Right, right. So medical scientism, by the way, coming back to that point, is when you start taking medicine and attaching scientism to it, which is what, that's how we end up with quack scenes. That's how we end up with a whole history of no safety studies on children's injections. Yeah. How could we get this far with no no safety studies? Yeah, it's just beyond crazy. It's beyond insane. And that's, that's called medical scientism, where it's actually really what it is, is it's, you're going to just believe what we say, because we have the veneer of science and authority. And we have the veneer, like we know what we're talking about, but there's nothing behind it. And I'm telling you, and I'm going to tell you again, I'm going to say this, and I, I, this is why I've called, this is why I'm so emboldened by all this, is medical scientism is the core of the deception. It's the core of it everybody's bought into it. Everybody's fooled by it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. Doctors, they know. I grew up with two medical doctors. Both my mom and dad are medical doctors. Right. I grew up in it. Yeah. I can tell you if you're in a car accident, you're beat up and you want to be put back together. You want my dad stitching yeah. you back together. If it's about like, hey, you want to eat healthy? My dad doesn't know the damnedest. He doesn't know nothing about nothing. He doesn't know anything about it. He'd be the worst guy to go to, actually. Right. He's the one, let me eat a bite of roast beef and then take some Gatorade. The only reason he's alive <laughs> still is because he's just lucky he didn't eat very much in his life. He's not an eater. Oh, oh interesting. That's what oh, saved okay. him. He's a workaholic yeah. and he just doesn't eat. So he just works instead of eats. And, and that's, why, that's why he's alive. Otherwise, his 50 um, guys that he graduated medical school with, there's, he's one of 16 left. Wow. They're all dead. How old is your dad? My dad is 81. He's still going. 
Wow. Um, he, it, that's another story. But anyway, right. but you, the point is, is that medical scientism mm -hmm. is the crux of the aramonic deception, okay. the de materialistic deception. And either you're going to learn it because you're smart and you want to learn another way, which is the way that I do it, which is we're going to teach you how to cleanse your body. We're going to teach you how to fast. We're going to teach you how to get the toxins out. We're going to have to teach you how to live toxin free. We're going to teach you how to stay away from too much radiation, mm -hmm. right? Like our radioactive yeah. devices. You got to keep di distance is the best and safest way to protect yourself from radiation, right? Distance away. We're going to teach you how to enjoy nature and start to be nourished by nature, like the Jing energy, like we're talking about and how to endure and how to build within yourself an irresistible happiness mm. that comes from within. It's just, a, mm. it's just the way you are. And that will lead to health. What this other thing is, is parasitic. That's so I can't put it in a more simple and term than that. it has deep tentacles and that everybody, it's, I can't believe the hold it has on people. It, it's part of this whole spell. It's like, there's no evidence. There's, they have not earned your trust. I don't understand. You keep going back and you keep getting put on something else. You keep getting, like nothing changes. Like, where is this? It's, it's, it's pure madness, actually. It's an armonic deception. Rudolf Steiner said it well. And I, when I say armonic, I want you to look that word up. A-H-R-I-M-A-N, Ariman in Persian, the deity of technology and evil. And it's pure deception, actually. It's not, it, people heal because of God's light. That's the only reason you're going to heal, period. Now, when you take the herbs, when you fast, when you take care of yourself, when you do the right fitness regime, you're just channeling in more of God's light. That's all that's happening. Mm. And so you heal. Okay. And again, the, the key message of our era, the epic, right from the Vedas all the way to us right now, the key message is healing. Because what happened in Atlantis was a serious wound on the earth. And I could get into that because I've been studying that for years. I've been to the locations. I've been studying it closely. Like I don't buy that the Incan people built Saxe woman 500 years ago, whatever the nonsense is they're telling us. It's, mm. it's preposterous. I've photographed all over Cusco and all over Saxe woman, all over um, the Bolivian sacred sites and Tiwanaku and, and the, the Lake Titicaca and all across those regions, megalithic sites that defy any description. But what is found at those sites? The long-headed mm. humanoids, not us, some other mm. thing. Mm -hmm. And that has brought me to certain conclusions because I'm not, I, I, I realized long ago that the schooling was just, I have to just do what they say and whatever to get the degree. And I, I realized long ago, my actual loves were somewhere else, right? right. My actual loves of investigation and, and research nutrition, for example, is always a deep love. Thank God I did got, eventually got a master's degree in nutrition because I actually love that subject. Right, right. Um, I will say this for children, if you're wondering like, how do I educate my child? You can, what I, what brought me to straight A's immediately in university from, you know, barely getting by C's and B's and that kind of thing was when I started connecting the things that I loved to whatever the task was. So if I had to write a paper on ballistic missiles, I would connect it to <laughs> surfing or things that I was really into at that time. And I'd use that as the metaphor through the whole paper on ballistic missiles. <laughs> okay. That will bring a point, you'll get, teachers assistants would come up to me and they'd be like how are you like so nailing this and i'd be like nailing what what are you talking about right. and it was all i was doing was taking the thing that i loved 
and yeah. connecting it to whatever the paper had to be written on or whatever right. the right, right, right. project was. Right. And that's what I teach kids is that right there is like, you can absolutely go to genius level. Even now, like I've got projects, like I've got a, a um, contract I have to figure out. And so in my mind, I have to clear up my schedule and then I have to get into the mindset of like, okay, what I really like, I really like meme, guerrilla meme warfare. Okay. <laughs> so I have to look at this contract, like it's guerrilla meme warfare. Okay. Then, then all of a sudden I get excited about it. Right. And then I'm in it. <laughs> okay. And he's good at that guerrilla meme warfare for sure. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. So Jing building. So did we, we, did we finish that? And I think we're We're going on sometimes. I want to start. I, I'll, let me, let me, I'll lay out a little bit more. There's, there's, for example, Chaga mushroom is a yes. black mushroom. So Jing, right? Rishi, by the way, is a red mushroom, which is chi. That's the next one. You go to the black, then the red. Chi is how you mobilize your energy, mobilize your immunity moment to moment. If you have good chi, you can mobilize your, you can quickly respond, right? right. I'm a drummer. I have to quickly respond. I have to be in the rhythm. I have to be in the beat. I have to have quick, I have to have chi. I have to be on it at every moment. But if I'm going to play for three hours, I got to have jing, right. the black energy. And Rishi and Chaga really embody both of those. Mm -hmm. And that's why a friend of mine, Ron Teagarden of Dragon Herbs, mm -hmm. he finally got to the head of the Shaolin Monastery there in China, which the Shaolin Monastery gave us not only the Chinese herbal system, phenomenal herbal system, but they also gave us Zen Buddhism. He finally gets to the main medical director for the Shaolin monks. We remember Shaolin from David Carradine's show, Kung Fu. Right. If you remember that from yeah, the yeah. 70s. I love that show. We watched that show. And what happened was he's thinking he's going to go in this guy's office. He's going to have all these drawers of all these herbs. He's going to have all these chews, which are those containers of like ginsengs, right, you know, right, right. that yeah. they look like an embryo on the top of a, you know, you're on a holodeck of some ship somewhere. And, you know, those, he's expecting all that. Yeah. He walks in there, boom, nothing in there. All white room, table, desk, a shelf. On the shelf is a Rishi and a Shaga. That's it. No way. Really? Now, when he told me oh, that, I was like, dude, like, really? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Like, we're that, it's so strongly corroborated what I had been feeling for years. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it was, I'm more into Shaga, right? And he's been, Franz, more into Rishi. Right. So, I, all, every time we get together, I'm always on him about, dude, Rishi, yeah, but Chaga, dude, right? And he's always like, Rishi, John is good, but Rishi, right? After that day, he he was a different person because he really got into Shaga. And when he told me that, I really got more into Rishi. Not that I wasn't before, but I got even more into it. And I was actually just drinking, speaking of Jing, this is a tea that I made with Ramania and Chaga. Okay, so Ramania is another Jing substance, mm -hmm. right? The, in Chinese, it's it's the kidney's own food. So Ramani is a big one. Another one is, is He Shu Wu or Ho Shu Wu. My favorite favorite absolute favorite it. an absolute mm -hmm. love and we can go through the herbal systems like tulsi in, in the vedic system is really a chi herb it's about mobilizing energy and just presentation right there on the spot and just boom okay. you know that's its energy it's very bright and just act right then but in that system you go you know we go to the shilajit for the jing we go to the deep black goo for the right. jing and generally it's going to be again the black is going to nourish the Jing energy, there's some exceptions to that. For example, the cholesterol molecule is white, but the yogis, they locked in on it and they really locked in on it. Their thing was like, they do all like fruit diet and vegetables and they get right down to the ghee, the ghee yeah. right? Which is the clarified butter. You get the protein mm -hmm. off even and you just have the clarified mm -hmm. butter, which is really just a concentrated cholesterol. That's really what it is. And so they could get that from that world. And 
again, the yogis too, they have, it's just amazing studying those systems because you start to see the logic of it. You start to see like, oh, I get why they were doing that. I get why they're doing this. But their thing has always been, you make that sacred fire. And as a result of that, you're going to put on the sacred ash, but, and you see them with the sacred ash, but the thing they didn't tell you, and I, I'm sure it's true in Taoism, is that charcoal that's always at that fire's edge. In the J.R.R. Token example, his group in, in Oxford was called the Coal Biters, K-O-H-L-B-I-T-R, which is the name of my charcoal product for a reason. Oh, that was okay. the name of their club with, he was in there with C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. And they used to meet at a pub. I've been to that pub. I used to live in Oxford. I used to work there. I, I went to school yeah. there, actually. I went to, Oxford isn't a university. It's a collection of universities. And I went to model in college in Oxford. Um, for a semester and that was an epic time one of the best times of my life and we used to go to that little pub where J.R. Token used to meet now the thing that came out of that that I thought was fascinating was is that I was one time in a sauna in Iceland and I was talking about charcoal to an Icelander friend of mine in Reykjavik we were in a cool place and he's like well dude have you ever looked up the whole coal biter thing in the in the sagas and I was like whoa the coal biter that's J.R.R. Token the sagas what do you mean it's Icelandic sagas so I looked it up and sure enough, there's the whole mythology of what the coal biter means. The coal biter, the charcoal eater, is the child who's age seven to 14 who hasn't fully, they're like the runt of the litter. They haven't fully developed the resiliency. So for example, they're left home to take care of the home fire and eat the charcoal because they can't handle the wind, the rain, the storms, the Arctic conditions, the sleet, the animals, the cows, the sheep. And so their role is to tend the home fire and then they would eat the charcoal bits at the side of the fire, typically willow and birch, and then would go through a startling metamorphosis. So I will say this, charcoal is a metamorphosis inducing substance. That is the legend of the coal biter. And they would be transformed over their youth as once they got to came of age, say 14 years of age, they would become the most resilient, the most capable, the most um, capable hmm. of dealing with the elements and the rain and the sleet and the snow and the harsh Uh, winds that is the essence of charcoal it's a transformative element so anybody who believes oh i can't change my life or or somebody who wants to change their life but can't seem to get it going start taking charcoal start watch what happens it's a transformative element so out of all the things i've ever come across in my life that can help as a nutritional thing for the personal development world of transformation charcoal leads the field how much should people take start with 500 milligrams and then once you get used to it go to baby do a thousand milligrams which is really all you need charcoal can absorb 100 to 200 times its weight in toxins okay but today i did six capsules which is six 440 milligram caps so what does that work out to be that's somewhere between 2500 and 3000 milligrams and that's going to be good for me today but you know i'm a i'm a heavy user of charcoal so you know that's a good dose right right do you, does it ever give you, like, I've never done it enough to like, do you get any kind of detox kind of symptoms out of that? You, well, of course, as soon as you start putting charcoal in your system, charcoal actually activates numerous genetic markers that induce autophagy. Oh, okay. So that's an interesting thing yeah. because it's not a nutritional substance. Right. So you'd think, okay, it does, it's not like a resveratrol, which, which locks in with the sirtuin, you know, genetics and suddenly activates the sirtuin one gene. And you know that's the, the anti-aging process because you think of that, that's more like a nutrients behavior, but charcoal is not a nutrient, but it still activates genetic markers that influence autophagy. Mm-hmm. Autophagy, you say. Okay. Yeah, or autophagy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends okay. on how you want to so say So that'd it. be a great enhancer with the fasting to 
Absolutely. Get that autophagy into yes. Overdrive. Now, once yeah. I get like three or four days into this water fast, probably on day four, then I'm going to start kicking into the enzymes heavy. So then I'm going to be taking a lot of water with enzymes. So then what I'm doing there is I'm actually, enzymes are like an active principle of, of, of digestion. Are right? proteolytic enzymes? So they will have proteolytic enzymes in them. They will have um, fat digesting enzymes okay. in them, different lipases. Yeah. And they will have lipase one, two, and three, actually, is I think how they categorize them. They'll have at least five proteolytic enzymes other than uh, papain, which would be the sixth. And there was another one that I'm doing too, which is, what's the, the other one? The other one is um, bromelain. 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 You got it. Okay. Good one. Yeah. That's a proteolytic enzyme yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And so that would be seven different proteolytic enzymes. So I like take, although that's so, when you get into like day four in a water fast and you start hitting enzymes heavy and you're out like in the elements, you can be hit by waves of ecstasy. Okay, so what are the purpose of the enzymes at that point? In the so past? what the enzymes are doing is there's nothing in your digestion system. So yeah. what I'm doing, by the way, is I'm doing colonics and enemas through the whole process leading up to the water fast because I don't want anything in here. I want right. it all empty. Right. Once you're empty and you're in ketosis, your blood sugar is even because you're burning off your fat. Yeah. At that stage, what you want to do is you want to take the enzymes so they absorb into your bloodstream. So they like little Miss Pac-Men. Mm -hmm. They go in there and they chew up anything that's undigested, anything your body hasn't had the chance to catch up to, damaged tissue that your body's like, well, we got to deal with this right now. We already dealing with that. We have to deal with this over here. So um, we can't get to that. But when you're at this stage, day right. four, and you're taking tons of enzymes, your body goes, we can get to that. Right. Cool. And, and that's what happens is you accelerate the speed of how the fast works because we're all busy. And I can't do a 21 day water fast. And plus it's a tough to do it when you're working at the pace because I'm doing it. I don't, I don't take a break. I'm doing it just like a normal day. Yeah. I'm just not eating. So I've been doing this for a lot of years. So I, I'm used to it and I've cleaned myself out enough that I'm used to it. Yeah. But when you start getting into, you know, day 14. Oh, well, how many days are you going now? <laughs> I'm going to do a week. A week. Okay. I'll do seven days. Yeah. And I'm doing it to lead into the Grand Conjunction, which is the, oh, we should right, probably talk about that. Okay, let's finish with that. Let's That's a that. great way to finish that because we're going okay. in, we're getting into two hours here almost. Jeez. So I know you can talk, which is good. It's all fascinating. Okay, so let's talk about that. So we've talked about fasting, building Jing, you know, the crazy events of the world. So let's talk about the Great Conjunction that's coming up. Okay, so this year, just we'll start at the beginning of this year, was a crazy year. If we walk out right now and we look into the Southern sky, over, let's see, the sun rises over there. So the southern sky is over there, um, there. So if we go out and we look into the southern sky tonight, you'll see Jupiter and Saturn right there. They're really close to each other. It's gonna happen any moment now, actually. It's getting close oh. to being a good time to go look. Okay. And all year they've been there in, in um, Capricorn, okay? Now they're just slipping out and basically moving backwards in the sky. So moving up higher into the sky if I'm in, let's say, anywhere in Canada at this latitude, and I walk out and look in the southern sky just at nightfall all year, just right there, maybe about, I don't know, 30 degrees off the, the flat horizon, 30 degrees up, there will be Jupiter and Saturn. And that's where Aquarius is, okay? And, or sorry, Capricorn. Aquarius yeah. is a little bit higher up. Okay. And then will come Pisces and then will come Aries. So that's in the night sky. When we look in the south, that's what you're seeing. That's where the that's where the constellations are. Okay. Now, what's happening is is that the two planets, Jupiter and Saturn, represent archetypical energies. Same with Pluto. Pluto's up there too. We just can't see it. It's behind them, mm. but it's dim, right? Pluto's plutocracy. It's a it's deep state. It's 
the underworld. It's, you know, it's, uh-huh. is hellish realm, stuff like that. Now, Pluto has been sitting behind Jupiter and has conjuncted Jupiter three times this year. That's why this year is so crazy. Oh. That's the reason. You got Jupiter and Saturn right next to each other, yeah. which Saturn constricts, Jupiter's jovial and expands. Okay. Jupiter represents the new order, the new king. Saturn's the establishment, the old king. And, and Saturn wanted to eat Jupiter. Saturn wanted to kill Jupiter, right? Because that's the conflict of the old father with the new. It's kind of like Darth Vader versus Luke mm. Skywalker. And what's happening with Pluto sitting behind him is conjuncting with Jupiter is it's, we're getting, you know, sudden like, you know, deep state attacks against the new king and the new establishment. Now, the new king and the new establishment in our world right now is, would be represented by Donald Trump. He has nothing to do with the old establishment of the old world right. order of the polit- political right. base as an example, right? Whereas you take someone like a Trudeau and he's just total establishment, absolutely, yeah. you know, hardcore. So he's a Saturnian. And these people who run in the world are Saturnian and they're plutocrats. They're running a plutocracy. If you look up the definition of plutocracy, it's the rule of money. So we've got the establishment and Pluto with Jupiter, the new king, in Capricorn, which is Saturn's realm. That's like the Saturnian realms. That's like the hell realms. So we got all that happening. That's a gnarly situation, by the way. Any <laughs> astrologer leading into this year is going like, oh, this is going to be a, this is going to be a crazy year with this going on. And when did the last time, when did that happen the last time? So the last time that Jupiter and Saturn were conjunct with each other was 9-11. <laughs> of course it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the last time before that was, interestingly, what happens is, is that Jupiter and Saturn, because they, these planets retrograde and then they move forward and then they retrograde and then they move forward and they retrograde and they do that together. So they have been in Aquarius for 240, or sorry, in um, Capricorn for 240 years doing this. When they come together, it's happening in Capricorn, which is real trouble. And it spells, and it indicates the toils and troubles of the second world war and the, and the Vietnam war and all these, this is all related to the Jupiter Saturn conjunctions. It happens every 20 years. It's on the, it's on a similar metonic cycle, a 19 year, 19 plus year cycle, almost 20 years. And it keeps happening over and over again, but to, for them to be right on top of each other, which is within one degree has not happened in 800 years. And for that to happen on a significant date, namely the winter solstice right. has not happened in thousands of years. Right. So at the beginning of this year, when I was looking at the astrology this year, I started looking at December. I'm like, oh, it's going to come to a crescendo Mm. and it's going to look bad for good. Let me explain why that is. Because the sun on the solstice, the winter solstice in the Northern hemisphere is at its weakest point. The way I understand the sun is not, it's a fiery ball in space and all the, that's all, that's scientism. It's all programming. And they want you to be in a fall. They don't want you to know where you are. That's the whole, that's in the Vedas, by the way. In the Vedas, it says it is more important to know where you are than who you are. Oh. Just put, take that into perspective. Interesting. You can't know who you are if you don't know where you are. Okay, so if you think the sun's a big ball of fire out there floating out 93 million miles away or whatever that nonsense is that they're trying to push on people and they have been using every bit of programming to push that, by the way, which tells you how important it is to know where you are because they really, really, really don't mm. want you to know where you are. Okay. And when I say when I say they, I'm talking about Klaus Blofeld Schwab. I'm <laughs> talking about the, the actors behind Kill Bill, um, otherwise known as Bill Gates. Yes. Um, I'm talking about the, the deep state treasonous actors who really want a Saturnian child trafficking, 
I don't want to go further than yeah. that, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's what we're dealing with. When, when Saturn is in Capricorn with Pluto and Jupiter around, there's going to be fireworks 100%. Now it comes to a head because they're going to be right on top of each other and it's going to look bad for Jupiter because you've got the sun at its weakest. So the sun to me is the abode of Jesus and Buddha. It's this abode of all good things. It's a perfected realm. It's the abode of God. That's the sun. That's what the sun really is. So the sun at its lowest is going to be in its weakest. So that, that those energies, the Christ energy, the Buddha energy, you know, whatever you, Allah, right. God, whatever you're, you know, you fill in the blank is at its weakest point. You've got Saturn and Jupiter there together. So it's going to look like Saturn is going to eat Jupiter, but it's happening this time out of Capricorn. It's been moved. Actually, it moves this way in the sky. It would move actually this way in the sky. If we're looking out here, that's the south. Yeah. It moves up higher in the sky where Aquarius is. It's happening in Aquarius. It's happening in Aquarius coming this yes. solstice. So both Jupiter and Saturn have moved out of Capricorn into already. Aquarius yeah. right now. Yeah. It's happening yeah. right now, like this week. Okay. And so, and then they're going to be on top of each other in Aquarius. So this is really the age of Aquarius. And so Aquarius is a totally different realm than Capricorn. Aquarius is the communications realm. This is really indicating to us that we're in an information war, mm -hmm. that it won't be a war. Like you asked about, are we going to see shooting in the streets? We probably will at some point because it will get that crazy. But most of this one is going to, not going to be in the, the Saturnian realms of, of blood and guts and shooting and boots and all that. It's going to be mostly in the atmospheric realms, the information realms. Yeah, and that's evident. Isn't that evident? Yeah. Isn't that oh, evident? Yeah. And now what will happen is, is this, and all that's going to look bad. That people are going to be like, okay, we're going to get um, the Biden administration. They're going to lock us down. We're going to get mass forced injections. It's going to be all that stuff, right? Yeah. Until we get right around January 5th, 6th, and until we, we start getting Jupiter away from Saturn and the sun starting to rise and come stronger again, yeah. then it's going to start, we're going to start seeing fireworks pop off. And all of a sudden it's going to be like, uh-oh, whoa, there's, they're like, Trump isn't going to go out. He's not leaving. I guarantee you that, by the way, he's not going anywhere. Mm. There's not, he will die before going out of that office. He's committed hundred percent in. Um, and that's because of, that's because of his own astrology, but it's also the astrology of the moment. Intr you know, whatever you think of Trump, he, that's whose fate has chosen to be in that position at this moment. What a position to be in. Yeah. What an interesting being to be in that position. Mm -hmm. Trump was born on a lunar eclipse. He has very interesting astrology. He's a Gemini too. So it's flip energy. And that's why he's oh, like, that's why they lock on to him. But again, he's like that Disneyland dad, you know, it's like, like, dad, you can't pull your pants up over your belly button and like, you know, socks up to here. He's like that Wisconsin dad. You know, it's like, dude, like you have to like look cool. Yeah. And, and he just doesn't do that. So, you know, so that's why the left freaks out about him and just can't handle it. Yeah, we just hate them for whatever reason. Yeah, but that's my read on okay. it. And that's where we're going. So I so, think we're going to have- So you're saying January 5th, 6th, it's going to start looking more positive, more yes. it's light. Going to look, there's going to be more light, exactly. And literally okay. more light as Jupiter moves away. Now, as Jupiter moves away from Saturn, just on a just on a travel perspective, is Saturn constricts travel. Jupiter activates travel. And as they get away from each other, right around April, then we're going to see a big change in travel. It's going to open up much more again. And, and we'll see, we'll see how the, uh, we're going to see a big movement in Canada that's going to be towards freedom away from the constriction. 
and we're going to see a mass wake-up call. Now, obviously, the Saturnian forces will respond through Aquarius, which is all the communications with the info war, to try to, no, 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 you have to be scared again. Right. Oh, no, no, you have to be in fear again. Oh, no, no, there's this invisible virus that's going to get you. You, where, what, you, how, what do you mean you want freedom? You can't have freedom. You've got to be scared of us. And we're going to see, you know, those programs run right. for sure. Right. It's like V for Vendetta. Right. Which like, took place in 2020. So, well, see, that's what somebody else said. And I, I don't remember hearing that, but you just watch it. And it's just like the fear porn just turns up when they, when they see that they don't have them in their grips, you know, and they just turn on and on and turn. And it's just, it's just the script. It's so crazy. It's, it, this is the thing just to everyone listening right now. When they start running the fear porn, you know that that's the program. Right. And you just know what to do. You right. just need to, whatever they're trying to make you fearful about, you know, it's an illusion. Right. It's just because they use fear and control and greed and poisoning. These, that's, this is the, that's parasites. And it's, it's, it's like, why aren't people asking, well, why aren't they encouraging us to eat well and to exercise and to eat real food and get some nutrition? And, you know, there's nothing in power. Like, I just ask you, why do you want to believe the people that jail you rather than the ones that empower you, the ones that are getting censored and they empower, it gives you freedom, but Stockholm Cindy's. We call them Stockholm Cindy's. You know, there's there's a Karen and there's a Stockholm <laughs> Cindy. Okay. okay, right. The Stockholm Cindy is is uh, allies themselves with their oppressor. It's like it's like the uh, person who's in, ab in an abusive relationship, and then like defends the wife or husband who's abusing them. Right. If I just if I just behave and yeah, it'll be okay. Me and yeah. it'll be fine. We'll just get Christmas because if we're good boys and girls. A lot of this has to do with taking advantage of the exacerbated character defects that arise from family disturbances, right? So if you have a family with no father, mm. you can see how that radicalized somebody to be like, I'm against all fathers. Mm. I'm going to kill Trump. I don't want him because he's a father, right? You know, you, that's why you see that side. It's because you, the broken home, right? You see that? And then on the other side, it's like if there's no mother or there's no female figure, then there's no connection to nourishment and nurturing. Mm -hmm. And so then that leads to like, for example, drugs. I'm going to get nurtured from the drugs instead of the food, or I'm going to look for nurturing mm -hmm. somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And the, these broken home archetypes come up a lot in reviewing like, why is there, you know, why, why are people falling for the communism? It's fascism. And by the way, fascism by definition is the union of corporations with the state. So when you see like social media companies going with one political narrative, mm -hmm. that means that's called, that is fascism, period. That, that we got it. We got fascism right now. Mm -hmm. and, and so we've got to look at that and be like, oh, okay. But it, it, these are exacerbations of broken home archetypes. Well, and there's been a huge attack on the family, family that's led to it. Time, yep. right? This led to it. Now, fortunately, in Canada, you have really good family structures here as compared to the US. I mean, every household of the kids I grew up with, it was all broken homes, every oh, house. Really? Yeah. And, you know, parents were divorced, parents were at each other's throats. It was just all broken homes. In Canada, it's just a much more family friendly type of scene here for some reason. Okay. And I, you know, maybe it's media induced, maybe it's geological. I'm not sure what it is, but I've noticed that. And so I, I have hope because of that, because people will finally realize like, what the hell, we're not doing this. Are you kidding? No way. I hope so. yeah. 
Okay, well, let's okay. let's finish this. What are some of your last thoughts? Last thoughts for the people out there? I would I would definitely say this: go organic, grow your own food, collect seeds. So make sure that you are participating in your own food supply in some way. Now, some people have certain skills. Some people are really good at, for example, making like superfood drinks. Some people are really good at growing the trees. Some people are really good at growing the vegetables. Some people are really good at making the kombuchas and the jums. Some people are really good at sprouting. And you have some skill like that that's for your community and for your family. And you wouldn't know unless you try it out. So you have to try to experiment. You have to like get into superfoods. Right. You have to start sprouting things. You have to like, just feel it out. I'm not like a great sprouter. I mean, I'm good at it in the sense of it'll be good if, if I put my head on it, but I have to really focus on it. Um, I have to really okay. focus on growing vegetables. I'm not the guy who goes, okay, we're going to put the carrot seed here and then oh, we're going to go like measure it. three inches and we'll put the other one here. And then this, yeah. that's not me with vegetables. I like wild food better. I'll eat the wild vegetables. Mm. When it comes to growing trees, that's fruit tree planting foundation, right? Right. I can grow fruit trees in my sleep. I mean, I'm excellent at that. Crazy excellent at that because that's a skill that's that I have. And so you got to learn that. And this is the wonderful thing that I learned through my health career is that I had that skill, that that was really something that I had that was, I was very good at. And I don't know, I mean, I did, you know, I've been growing avocado trees since 1978, since I was eight years old. And, but I wasn't consciously aware that that's a skill that I had that was a right. really good one. Okay. And so I want people out there to really get consciously aware of like, hey, you got something, you got something good. And because you're a human being, you, somebody's got to be responsible for the food. So you got some food skill somewhere and go organic and make sure that everything that's going in your child's body, everything that they're taking in is something good, something with love in it. That's really good advice because yeah. as a hockey mom, somebody I thought I'd never thought I'd be a hockey mom, although we're not playing this year. When you see the siblings of the children that are on the ice and what they're getting fed from the concession stand, it's Halloween every other day. Crazy. It is, and it I I I it, it's hard to watch, but yeah, that's really good advice because those babies are gonna be the next politicians and policymakers and great thinkers so we need to nourish them you are what you eat you are what you eat that really it really adds up i think it's one of the most important phrases and it's our, remember our language encodes everything so we everybody knows you are what you eat every single person in the world every language every country i've ever been to i'm like what you're saying for you are what you eat in russian or latvian or estonian or in Afrikaans or wherever I'm at in the world. Right. And there's always a phrase. Something. Isn't that cool? It's cool. You are what you eat. Awesome. Okay. So if people want to learn more about you, where do they find you? What are all you can, things? you can find me probably the best portal is these four words together, the best day ever.com forward slash links l i n k s oh, that will kind of okay. portal you into all my stuff all the stuff all the stuff like my telegram site and things like that okay. i'd recommend getting telegram messenger the app telegram messengers in the top 10 apps it's in the app store or you can go to telegram.org and download it there on your desktop or i have it on all my devices mm -hmm. and then you can find me there at david avocado wolf on telegram and that way you can get uncensored information because i just lay it i belt it out there uncensored there's no censorship the whole idea of censorship is a total abomination. What it does to the psyche, the whole idea of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't post this. Maybe I should. I don't know. Is terrible. It's yeah. the worst. No need to censor on Telegram. It's a free speech platform. Whereas YouTube, Google, 
Facebook, Twitter, not free speech platforms. And that's really troubling. So find me there. You can also find me on Twitter at David Wolf. You can find me on Instagram, David Avocado Wolf, or Facebook, David Avocado Wolf. But I'm most active, as you know, on Telegram. Very active. And it's enlightening. It's funny. It's maddening when you look at the news. And so a really good resource if you want to be clued into some of the pertinent information that's coming down the pike. Yeah, I try to chunk it down to the most key stuff yeah. each day. And some really and, good memes. Yeah, They're and right really right memes. now I'll be back on my phone engaged in gorilla meme raw fair <laughs> soon enough. Awesome. It's so fun. Okay, well, thank you, David Avocado Wolf. I really appreciate you spending some time. That was great. Thanks, Sasha. Yeah. Thanks for having me here. Okay, great. Okay, bye, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. Check him out. You won't regret it. Bye-bye. Cheers. <laughs>